0: In today's episode, we're going to talk about streaming services, which ones are our favorites and why, and our predictions for their success in the future. I'm Greg. I'm Noah. And this is Easy Talk.
1: Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. Today, we're going to be talking about streaming services. I use them. You use them everyone uses them. I use them too. Exactly. So we're going to be talking about uh, mostly movie and TV uh, streaming services. In fact, we're going to exclusively be talking about them. Which means no Spotify. No Spotify, no Apple Music, and no uh, Tidal for those who use Tidal. I apologize. but uh, Title still a thing? Tidal is still a thing. Huh? Apparently, the masters are really good with it. Oh. Anyway, We're going to be going over some of our favorites and why and some of uh, the TV shows we enjoy watching and some of those that we look forward to watching more of. Then we're going to talk about the viability of them in the future. So without further ado, I'm going to hand it over to my dad and ask him what his favorite streaming service is.
0: Easy for me. My favorite streaming service is Netflix. Um, For a whole lot of reasons. One, it's probably the one I've had the longest. But Mm -hmm. I also think that the variety of things that uh, Netflix offers is greater than... Probably the rest
1: of the streaming services that we have, I'd say so. There's, I mean, it seems like every week Netflix has a new top show. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so much to choose from, and most people have seen a lot of these popular Netflix shows. But there's always another ultra popular one to discuss with other people that you haven't seen. I feel yeah, like, yeah,
0: and Netflix is increasingly a verb. Yeah, you know, I'm Netflixing. I'm Netflixing, uh, or a lot like in certain regions of the country where Coke is synonymous with. People call um, a different soda; they'll call it a Coke. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, well, I think going short-term future and maybe even presently, people might be listening to
1: or watching other streaming services, but just saying, I'm going to watch something on Netflix. Yeah, and it's interesting because Netflix was pretty much the first prominent one to exist. I remember Hulu popped up after that. But remember when we were streaming Netflix on the Nintendo Wii I back do, with the and- disc? Yeah, you had to. Right, so this is way back in the day. Uh, I think it was two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Uh, you had two thousand seven. Does not seem like it's way back in the day to me. In terms of technology, it was a long time ago. But regardless, you had two options. One, you could order uh, DVDs online. I think through uh, the website, yeah. and you know they didn't have everything, but they had a very good selection for that time. Or you could pop in the Netflix disc, put it in the Wii, and then. It would pretty much show the Netflix menu, or at least selection as we know it today, the user interface. And we've come a long way since then. A long way since then. There were no Netflix originals, and now we have too many Netflix originals, it seems. Yeah. So what would be your biggest criticisms of Netflix?
0: Yeah, I think that Netflix strategy presently is to throw everything against the wall and see what sticks. Mm -hmm. Um, There's been some high-quality... Um, programming on Netflix, and I think continues to be. And I also think that um, one of the things that Netflix has demonstrated is that even pre-pandemic, it used to be, when before you were around, Noah, that movie actors did not go to television. It was considered a step down. That's no longer the case, and I think Netflix is a big part of that. I mean, now you see Oscar winners left and right. I mean, I think the little things, the new, no, that's Wrong streaming service, but I think that there are a number of Oscar winners who who do films on um, for Netflix
1: because the payday is good Mm -hmm. uh, and the viewership is good, so it's a win win. And I feel like if you know you're not an A list celebrity, but you know you've been in popular movies before, a good home to be on is in a recurring series. Uh, What was that one? Dead to Me. Uh, It has Velma from Scooby Doo, and I don't think she's Linda Cardellini. Yes, and I don't, I can't really name anything she's been in since this new show, but she's getting a lot of praise uh, for it. People are saying, "Is that Velma? Is that is?" But you know, it, they don't become synonymous with that one movie anymore. But they can take their fame from the work that they've done and then apply it to something else. Yeah. So I think it actually helped her in that sense. Yeah. It's not a step down; it's a step in another direction. Yeah, I think the other thing about Netflix, just to talk about
0: its value, is, um, you know, it, it has emerged with by. Um... With, with a high number of shows that have been lauded mm-hmm. um, critically and commercially. So, I mean, you know, I remember the first time, uh, what was it, House of Cards got nominated for Best Drama at the Emmys. Mm-hmm. And, and that was different. Now, uh, frankly, Netflix probably monopolizes most of the slots in the Emmys. I would say um, so. But I think that Netflix, by and large, because of its uh, diversity of offerings, mm-hmm. because, of its, uh, because it was one of the originals, because it has been successful in developing hits um, that people look forward to season after season. For me, Netflix is where it's at.
1: Yeah, I definitely hear that. I feel like I don't watch nearly as much Netflix as people I know around me, but there's been plenty of shows that I've watched. Uh, For example, Dexter had been out, uh, I think it finished in 2014, but I started it in uh, 2016, I believe, and I watched the entirety of the series on there. That's awesome that they have old shows as yeah. well as new ones. Right. I think they have Grey's Anatomy on there mm-hmm. too. All of the Shonda Rhimes favorites, right? Yeah. Uh, I've watched um, I've watched quite a few things. I've, I've started Supernatural, uh, which just ended in November of the past year. And so I have 15 seasons to watch, which is perfect for Netflix because they want that watch time. Right. And uh, I've watched Queer Eye. That was, honestly, Queer Eye is such a nice show. It's such a fun, sort of lighthearted take on uh, an original concept. From the early two thousands, and it's kind of been a star turn for a lot of the hosts. Uh, I've watched Bodyguard, and I think that was a miniseries. Maybe that I've, was great. I really liked Bodyguard. Me too. I really liked it, and I hope they come out with something else. But I'd be happy if the story stayed where it was. What I do want to watch on Netflix is The Umbrella Academy. I've seen it. Is season season it good? one is it good? Season
0: one was really good. Okay, but it's one of those shows that did not draw me back to season two. Okay. Season two, I heard was better, mm-hmm. but I didn't. I mean, I I liked it a lot. But um, sort of my time and how I occupy my time has right. changed in the last year. So maybe the time that I, if if that had not changed, I probably would have gone back to the Umbrella Academy. Uh, uh, academy, Just like the season two of, of Dead to Me.
1: Yeah. Okay. We liked
0: season one, but I never got back to season two. And now I
1: just lost interest. And that's fair. Sometimes a show can't keep your interest. But the good thing about Netflix is that there's always another one around the corner to right. try out right. or do something like that. Right. Uh, Hannibal is also on Netflix. Fantastic show. Uh, not for uh, the faint of heart, but really incredible TV. And it's sad that it only ended after three seasons. But to anybody listening, I highly recommend you watch it. So there's a lot of uh, quality programming on like Netflix. The Tiger King? You know what? To a lot of people, that was quality. And for that crazy march that we had, that was exactly what I think people needed at the time. Something interesting to sort of shift their attention away from, you know, whatever was going on.
0: That was honestly a classic case of the stars aligning. I mean, COVID yeah. is a horrible thing. Yeah. Um, the pandemic is, is I mean, it's just changed life for everyone. But when Tiger King came out in March, just as things were closing up last March, mm-hmm. Uh, Had that not occurred, I don't think Tiger King would have been quite the sensation that it was.
1: Yeah, I remember I was on spring break and we were still waiting on a decision whether or not everything would be online, virtual. There'd be no in-person stuff. And we saw a trailer for the Tiger King when we were watching, I think, Hereditary on Netflix or something Uh, before it. And uh, I was like, that is the craziest thing I've ever seen. There's no way Netflix is doing that. I've seen the whole thing. It is
0: the craziest thing
1: I've ever seen so I, I i'm glad that i'm glad that people were able to discover something like that me and too. that just goes to show quality original programming and now nicholas cage is doing a movie where he's playing uh joe exotic that's his name oh boy yeah yeah who's playing carol baskin oh, i think they announced i think oh i think it's um don't quote me on this it might be Kate blanchett maybe oh, wow. or I, I i could be thinking of another movie casting That's another example, though. Two Oscar winners doing a
0: Netflix show. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. And a show that's based on a show, a movie that's based on a a reality TV series, frankly.
1: Oh, and I heard this news six months after it came out. Mm -hmm. So, it just goes to show how much influence Netflix as a streaming service has. It has changed the game. Yeah, it it really has. So, good choice, Mm -hmm. I would say. A safe choice, but a good choice always. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would say that my favorite streaming service right now is probably tied between... I want to say HBO Max just for the quality movies mm-hmm. that it has, and uh, it has recent blockbusters. It has u- upcoming blockbusters. It has HBO was always sort of um, instead of waiting for a DVD. I feel like you could see it faster with HBO, and there's a lot of top content there. Uh, for example, they did that deal with uh, Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. They're getting 16 of you know the big uh, movie releases that were coming out this year. Judas and the Black Messiah is on HBO Max, and that's uh, received rave reviews. Uh, Kong versus Godzilla Godzilla. Mm -hmm. is coming out, and there's a lot of hype surrounding that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dune, Mm -hmm. uh, which is directed by Dene Villeneuve, who is also known for Arrival, and Sicario, and Prisoners. And this is an
0: example of, oh, Prisoners, that's a good movie. Yes. But what goes around comes around. I remember seeing Dune in the theater, and that Uh may have been the first iteration of that film.
1: Did that come out after Star Wars?
0: Oh, gosh. I don't... It seems longer ago than that. But yes, it, yes.
1: Yeah. So yeah. I'm excited.
0: I'm so no- I believe Sting was in that.
1: Really? I think... The 80s was a weird time, huh?
0: The 80s were great times.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited for all of that. And of course, um, HBO Max just has uh, a lot of cool stuff from new directors because I feel like The budget that they have is really, really good. Ridley Scott directed, uh, Raised by Wolves, which is a new series on HBO Max. It looks like a mixture between Alien, Prometheus, and, um, Westworld to me Mm. from the way, uh, the way the trailer is shot. Uh, they've got Dr. Sleep and Joker on HBO Max. Exactly. Um, they've close enough, which is, uh, most people probably don't know this one. It's from the creator of regular show, Mm -hmm. which is on Hulu and, uh, Mm I'm looking forward to watching that. Yeah. I'm very much looking forward to watching that, and it, I think it's cool because HBO Max not only takes top talent and has a good budget, but they also allow experimentation. I feel like they've given a lot of, um, I feel like they've given a lot of time to comedians as well. Mm-hmm. So they enforce Netflix does this well too. They enforce uh, the entertainment mm-hmm. aspect, the TV show binging aspect. The quality aspect and also the comedic aspect of what goes into a streaming platform, and I like all of those things. So if you have an encompassing experience like that with premium content, which mm-hmm. I think Netflix and HBO Max deliver, then you have a winning platform in general.
0: Yeah, I think that's true. I think what Netflix—oh no, what Netflix? What HBO has done since I was your age mm-hmm. is transformed from. I don't know, maybe this is wrong, but I wasn't, we didn't have HBO growing up. It was kind of a, you know... It was um, that exclusive adult, cable channel, It was right? also a little more adult content, um, or at least that was my perception of it. Mm-hmm. And I think HBO has gone, has become synonymous with quality television shows. I yes. mean, if you think about um, some of the shows that they've had over time that have, like, uh, The Sopranos. Yeah. Um, Westworld more recently. um the Leftovers, high quality, the most depressing show ever. Entourage, um, too. Entourage. Um, I mean, the, the list could go on and on. Um, um, Better Call Saul? No. No, no, that's AMC. My bad. But um, I, I think just in general, HBO has done a good job at evolving and taking its time in developing high quality programming that, frankly, you don't see
1: as prevalently elsewhere. Yeah. And I agree with what you're saying. When you think about HBO, when you think about Netflix, for example, you think Netflix, you know, everybody shares a password. I like Netflix. I watch shows on Netflix. People share passwords all the time anyway. Um, but for HBO, I feel like you're like, Oh, look at Mr. Moneybags over here. Just uh, having the HBO max subscription, you Mm -hmm. know, because it's all this premium content. And I would say that uh, it's like AirPods as well, you know. Somebody I remember there's this joke going around when somebody had AirPods when they were new. It's just like, oh, look at this guy; he has the AirPods. You know, <laughs> he's like, "Don't talk to me; I'm rich." So I think it's I think it's kind of funny that HBO sort of has that sort of um, sentiment yeah. to it now, but mm-hmm. with good reason because mm-hmm. we're getting a bunch of movies coming with it. Yeah. But uh, moving on from HBO, yeah, let's talk about some others. What would you say? What would you say is your bottom? uh, streaming service right now? You know, I would probably say Hulu. And about a year
0: ago, um, I would have said to you that I can't live without my Hulu. And largely because we don't have network television anymore. So Mm -hmm. anything that I would want to watch on network television comes on Hulu the next day. And I really appreciate that. Mm -hmm. But, um, I don't, I'm not as interested in much of what's on network television anymore, so there's no series on network TV that I watch uh, regularly. So for me, Hulu is,
1: is sort of um, lower on the list than it once was for those reasons. And I can see that, and I feel like Hulu actually you know, wants that to an extent – you don't want the bundles right you don't want to watch network television i feel like hulu is now thriving off of those bundles you know adding hbo or uh espn extension or you know you want to watch this channel you can have hulu bundled with this Mm -hmm. i mean every i've seen so many advertisements for something where like even spotify you get spotify you get hulu's regular subscription you know it's kind of paired with a lot of things now and I agree. There was a certain point where Hulu was really awesome for me. I got to watch regular show on it. I got to watch. Um, uh, I got to watch uh, a lot of American Dad and Family Guy, but uh, I also I, I also didn't look for it in terms of movies, and I watched Little Fires Everywhere on Hulu as well. Little Fires Everywhere was great. You really liked it? I really liked it, yeah. The other thing
0: I like about Hulu is um, some of their original shows are, are also high quality. I mean, they tend to let them go on a little too long, but that's a that's an issue I have with just streaming original shows anyway. Yeah, of course. Um, but The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Um, that is Amazon, I think. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, then let me go back to The Handmaid's Tale. Okay. That's definitely Hulu. See, I haven't um, seen and that. that is... That is Excellent show in season one, a good show in season two, and in my opinion, unwatchable
1: in season three. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting how that works out. Yeah. Uh, maybe I shouldn't watch it. Maybe no. I should. No. But yeah, regardless, uh, Hulu also has Drake and Josh. And oh, well, there you go. I had to watch Drake and Josh mm-hmm. over again. Mm-hmm. Really, really love that show. And of course, I love Letterkenny. Letterkenny is a funny show. I do not know how you like Letterkenny, but you know what? It's proof positive that we are from two different generations. Exactly. Also, I mean, it is Canadian, so, you know, you might not enjoy Canadian humor as much, but I I find it really enjoyable. All right, so moving on from Hulu. Mm -hmm. We have, uh, I'd say Disney Plus is the next one to talk about. Yeah. Because Disney Plus offers some of my favorite things, but... I probably use it the least of all the streaming services. Uh,
0: I would say that's the case for me too.
1: Well, they got Lucasfilm, which includes uh, Indiana Jones and Star Wars, and um, just all the properties of those. And they have uh, oh, they probably they own Howard the Duck too, right? Sure. Yeah, George Lucas directed. There's a claim to fame.
0: Now, here's my question for you, Noah. Mm -hmm. Um, If you get this, you're even better than I thought. Okay. Uh, What in 2020? What was the most streamed show? On Disney
1: Plus. Oh, it has to be. It has to be The Mandalorian, or was it Wandavision? Um, the Mandalorian was the number
0: uh, one streamed original, but the number one streamed oh, show okay. overall
1: was The Simpsons. The Simpsons, the Simpsons really? Yeah. And it's funny because I Damn. didn't associate that with the Simpsons used to be on Hulu from uh, Did it? what I saw and it's on the Fox network. Exactly. Yeah. And um, I I I didn't I don't associate the Simpsons with Disney, no. but that just goes to show how Most much extreme. they own, yep. you know. And they, just
0: so you know number 2 was the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, so I'm sure you would have gotten that one too.
1: Yeah. Hey, don't test me while we're recording <laughs> these things. It makes me look dumber. Um, but yeah, regardless, I I I love the I love the idea of being able to watch all of my favorite, just classic high quality things. Toy Story. You got Pixar, you got Indiana Jones, you got star Wars, you got Marvel. I love that. I have all of that in one, but I really have only used it for the Mandalorian and one or two star Wars episodes. I want to watch the temple of doom and the last crusade really badly, but it's just, I Um, mean, yeah, yeah, I would agree. I mean, I
0: probably watch Disney plus the least. However, um, I've really gotten into WandaVision in 2021. That's just only started this year. And, um, and of course, I'm addicted to The Mandalorian, and I will probably gain an addiction to all the other new shows that are coming out that are both Marvel and Star Wars.
1: Oh, my goodness. They announced how many new shows between the two of mm-hmm. them? I think just for Star Wars. In fact, Wars I just got, a push,
0: or just got an email that um, uh, one of the uh, Marvel shows is starting next week. Yeah, Yeah.
1: so I would say Disney Plus isn't something I dislike nearly. I just don't get a lot of use out of it right now. I just need to have
0: it knowing that I have all the Star Wars movies, the Star Wars TV shows, frankly the Marvel Marvel movies, um, and then of course the future of of Disney Plus is really wrapped up in all of the Disney and Marvel TV shows that they're going to add.
1: Yeah, I would say so too. I would say uh, for Disney Plus, the best is yet to come. Agreed. Yeah, very Agreed. much. Mm-hmm. So, moving on to Amazon. Sure. Okay. What do you think of Amazon Prime? I'm not a fan. I'm you not know, either.
0: We have Amazon Prime. I, um, you know, I think that if if Amazon Prime wasn't um, predominantly free shipping and express shipping, I would not pay separately for Amazon Prime. I just don't... For the streaming service. I just don't think that they've done enough that keeps me coming back. Um, You know, their most popular show now is The Boys. And um, I love season one. Season two, I did not love. I will not watch season three. So I think they need to develop... Uh, more shows that pique people's interest. Now, they have had The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel because I've been called out on that and been told that that is Amazon. Um, Pretty sure it is. Right, I think it is. But I can't name too many shows that um, are shows that I will return to on Amazon. And if there are, there's only one season of them. So it's sort of like, you know, I'm not into Jack Ryan. Um, so it, I don't know, some of the original shows, The Man of the High Castle. Mm-hmm. I, it just didn't capture me, uh, my attention anyway. So, yeah, that's how I feel about Amazon. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like the fact that half the movies on there you have to pay for. Oh my goodness! And because it's like, oh, Amazon has. Oh no, I gotta pay for that.
1: You're exactly right and about I'm not that. Pay for it. Well, I feel like a lot of people kind of share the same viewpoint you do. <laughs> they like the idea that. It's tied to a, a service that they get a lot of use out of. You know, of course, everybody likes to have their packages sent to them through Prime because mm-hmm. you get it faster, right. and maybe you'll get a discount on whatever you're buying. Free mail, and it's nice that you're able to maybe watch a few movies and TV shows. But it's not something that anybody relies on, and I feel like they know that mm-hmm. that people enjoy the service itself. It's but, an add-on, exactly, but won't pay for it separately. Right. Probably, but I will say Homecoming, Homecoming, which
0: is Amazon. Is pretty terrific. I did not see season two yet, which I heard was even better than season one. Okay. But the first season was really good.
1: Yeah. I have watched, uh, I started The Wilds on Amazon Prime. Not good. Mm. Really weird. Tonally jarring. And I I have to say that probably not going to finish it. Uh, Obviously, I watched The Boys Mm -hmm. and the first season was awesome. First half, of season two was really good intriguing did you lose
0: track or lose count of the exploding
1: heads oh my gosh when are they gonna i i, I have to say that was cool in season one I've, i yeah it was it was new and exciting and kind of like oh oh my gosh and then you're like oh is this the only type of thing that happens yes you're almost expecting it yes but regardless a lot of people enjoyed it and i'm glad they did hopefully season three will be better i know you're Ass. yeah you're not gonna um, be going with it i'm gonna treat that like season three of the handmaids too yeah there's The Tick, which I do want to watch on Amazon. I I've think, heard that's good. Yeah, uh, they have Fleabag on there. I've watched uh, probably a season of Fleabag. It's fine. Hugely popular. Well, it's it's British, right? Mm, I think so. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. It's mm-hmm. fine. It's one of those shows where there aren't really any stakes. It's more about uh, late 20s, early 30s. Something woman is making her way through life oh, okay. and kind of encounters things along the way. A lot like those... Um, shows about people in new york uh for example high fidelity which was on hulu with zoe kravitz loved that show it got canceled Mm. sadly um and then the man in the high castle uh my roommate like that my roommate loves that show watched all of it i've watched a little bit of it it's intriguing Mm -hmm. it certainly is um and then the expanse i heard is really good
0: yeah i've tried it what do you think i haven't gotten far enough into an episode to be able to offer my opinion so i Probably shouldn't have even said that. But I want to try it.
1: Yeah. And I'd say my final word on uh, Amazon is it's a great uh, platform for if you're searching, hey, where can I watch this movie? And it turns out it's free on Amazon Prime. So, for example, I went to watch American Psycho again uh, and I it wasn't streaming on any of the other services except Amazon. And that was a nice surprise. So there might be one or two odd movies that you're looking to find that you can't find on another service and then amazon is good for that Mm -hmm. but the user interface is terrible because exactly what you were saying it's terrible on hulu too you think everything's available and then you click it it's like hey add-on extension or buy rent i don't like that they need to figure that out for such a successful and massive company you'd think that their user interface would be a lot better Mm -hmm. so i would say amazon is probably my least favorite and then finally let's move on to peacock
0: all right let's talk about that real quick
1: so, uh, Peacock has uh, basically two big players now, uh-huh. and that is Parks and Rec and The Office. The Office. I'm not familiar with that. Who's in that, and is that new? Pretty much all of your favorite Sarcasm. Moments. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So, I just uh, walked my parents through Parks and Rec. They- uh, Loved it. Uh, yep. they Loved it. They agreed to watch it with me. One
0: episode at a time from, what, October through January or something?
1: October through January, mm-hmm. and we made it all the way- um, I think you had tried it a couple times and then finally you got into it a mm-hmm. l- more. Yeah. So we've gone through it and that's been great having Peacock. Uh, now the office is on there with bonus features and extras, which is a lot of fun. And then Yellowstone is the other somewhat big player. Big, yeah, guess, that is it. a big player. Yeah. I haven't seen Yellowstone, but it looks interesting. It just looks long. Mm-hmm. I think it's like hour and a half episodes. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, you know, again, another great example. Big time star, maybe mm-hmm. past his prime, yes. But Kevin Costner, Oscar winner. Yes. You know, smart move on the part of NBC Universal to to um, you know, develop a show around him.
1: Yeah, I would say so. And I love Westerns, that yeah, kind of do. thing. You do. So yeah. um I would say Peacock doesn't have enough content for the general public to kind of want to pay for it as a subscription, yeah. you know, the premium. Obviously, it has The Office, and it has Parks and Rec, which are, I mean.
0: But it also has 30 Rock. It has Community. It has Superstore. It has by Frasier. It has um, um, Everybody Loves Raymond. I mean, it has some classic sitcoms. It also has Friends. I'm not exactly sure how this all works out. because It has my, Friends? No, no. I'm sorry. I have that wrong.
1: Netflix says. Um,
0: Modern Family, which was an ABC show. Um, but all these shows are on Peacock. So for me, I think I'm going to find comfort in Peacock knowing that all of these shows are available to me. And mm-hmm. if, I, if and when I want to get to them, um, I will. But, you know, I, I upgraded from free to $5 a month Peacock just so I knew that it's sort of like for me Peacock and Disney Plus are similar to me in right. that I have a certain level of peacock because i want to make sure that the office is available to me at all times
1: right everybody wants to have it I mean, on deck. yeah it is Yeah,
0: and then same thing with the star wars and the, and the marvel universe for mm-hmm. disney plus
1: yeah um i would say i don't want to speak for my generation but i feel like some you, should, of the sp- you
0: should speak for everybody in your generation
1: <laughs> some of the people uh, some of the shows you listed are for people probably about 10 15 years older than me for the most part mm-hmm. um that's not to say that people my age don't enjoy those shows, but I would say that's sort of right between early two yeah. thousands, maybe nineties, where you know we were babies, yeah. or maybe not. But they're when...
0: classic sitcoms. You, when you discover them, you will realize how good they
1: are. Oh, I'm sure I'd love Frasier. Yeah, and I've tried watching Seinfeld before, and some of those other ones. Uh, yeah,
0: Seinfeld's a classic.
1: Do they have? Um, I, I do like Modern Family. I haven't seen it in forever, but now that I know they have it, I'm probably gonna watch it. Do they have Full House? on uh, peacock i don't think so i would so watch that over again isn't
0: full house owned by disney
1: well the sequel the sequel series is on netflix Netflix, yeah so probably netflix yeah yeah but regardless i think that uh, peacock is a good service because it has two strong properties Comfort food
0: it's comfort food just like disney plus for me
1: i would say try it out Mm -hmm. try it out free sort of poke around and see what it has because you might be surprised. There might be a lot of uh, pleasant discoveries on uh, Peacock. Because just get ready for the
0: same five commercials oh over gosh. and over and over again.
1: Yeah, I, I, I have to say that sixty-second commercials. Hey, not too bad, right? Compared to what network television. Well, is. when you've seen it, it like, like sixty times. But oh my gosh, the same insurance commercials. Mm, State and, Farm. Jake from State Farm. Well, now State Farm's not going to sponsor us. Oh. Okay. Just kidding. We You love, said it, not me. We love you, Jake from State <laughs> 5. <laughs> no, but um, that's, uh, that's our take on yeah. streaming services in general. I feel like all of them pretty much, all the big players at least, there's 200 or more yeah. uh, streaming service just out there right now, so we couldn't name all of them. But the big players, I feel like for the most part, they're going to have a good future. There's some that are established. There's some that are working their way. There's some that kind of have an idea of where they want to be, but don't have the audience base yet. And then there's uh, a couple that have good players, but are not quite mainstream or not quite ready for the public, I would Mm say. Um, But overall, I enjoy all the ones that we use. And it's a lot better than cable because I watched uh, cable, I think, a year or so ago after getting back from something and uh, some concert. And I was, so I was staying in a guest house and it, I remember watching ridiculousness for a while because MTV, that was the first time I'd watched MTV. In Is further. that a show? Yes. Okay. It's basically America's Funniest Home Videos. See, in my MTV generation, based. MTV played music videos. Oh, they still do to an extent. Do they really? I think, I, I think it's not so music based, but there's a lot of musical aspects to it. Um, and the commercials lasted so long. Yeah,
0: yeah. We're, we're even spoiled with streaming services that have commercials because at least we know how long they're going to be because of the countdown circle on the left side.
1: You know, it wasn't that long ago uh, when commercial breaks were happening all the time for me. I'm just so impatient now. T-
0: this First of all, this is the golden age of television. I would say so. And TV has changed. The moment Netflix put up every episode of House of Cards at one time, mm-hmm. I thought, What? That doesn't make any sense. Now it drives me crazy if I have to wait a week for an episode.
1: Amazing how things change. For a whole lot
0: of reasons, not the least of which is is really there's nothing that I'm invested in so much that I wake up on Friday and say, oh my gosh, I have to watch another episode of this. Um, Maybe The Mandalorian. But, you know, there's not a whole lot that that's compelling to me. So let me just say this real quick. For me, I think the future is bright for, frankly, a lot of these. I mean, at a a certain point, there's going to be too many, and there will be casualties along the way. I think Netflix is well-positioned because they have just about every kind of genre, right? They have reality television. They have comedies. They have big hits like Stranger Things. Um, Their movies are drawing huge stars. They're paying them a ton of money so that they can promote these movies, the stories aren't great. Um, the investment is being made in the actor, mm-hmm. um, but I think you know Hulu is to some degree relegating itself yeah. to what you described.
1: They're adapting,
0: right? Disney Plus knows exactly where it's going. It's the the future is thirty minute, forty five minute scripted television series based on Disney's most popular uh, and most successful um, as of the last, you know. 25 years, Marvel and, and, and Star Wars. And who
1: doesn't, who isn't a fan of at least one Disney property? Yeah. They really yeah. own so much. Yeah. So great, great variety yeah. there, I would say. And HBO Max, high quality, as you have said before,
0: quality content in terms of films and TV series. And so I think there's a, you know, each one serves uh, its own niche, if you will. And yeah, I think at this point, it's, um, the future looks pretty bright. Yeah, and When we redo this episode in five years, it'll be interesting to see what is still existing.
1: I agree. And I feel like for the most part, they're all going to be fine and the future is good for them uh, because there is one that serves every single need mm-hmm. for every person. But uh, at the same time, what we're seeing right now is good for the most part. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say they're in a state of disarray. We have so much content, even though I still don't know what to watch. No, well, that's the problem.
0: There's so much content, mm-hmm. you can't find anything to watch.
1: But I think we're in good hands. And overall, I gotta say
0: I love the top ten on Netflix. I think every streaming service should do that. So because that's frankly where I go. Because I figure if this has hit the zeitgeist and this is popular enough, yeah. then
1: I should check it out. Yeah. Uh, by the way, The Outer Banks is awesome. If you haven't watched it, It really is absolutely great, great show. show. So fun. Yeah, so fun. Yeah. yeah. But uh, regardless, thank you for listening to our podcast today. That's all we have on streaming services. Uh, we're probably going to be talking about music streaming at Mm -hmm. some point in the future, even though there's not as many options. I'm a big Spotify user, and... So am I. Well, Spotify sponsors our podcast, you know? So we got to do that. Uh, Thank you so much for sticking around (laughs) with us. It's been really fun to do our third episode, and we've got more in the pipeline, so stay tuned. I'm Noah. And I'm Greg. And this is Easy Easy Talk. Talk. Oh, Oh, boy.